0: church it is so good to see you guys man Um, man that worship time was amazing and with all those costume changes that he was making up here apparently I didn't even realize that's what he was doing I thought it was just kind of like one of those because I had my eyes closed and I thought it was like one of those say law you know as you're reading in the Psalms time for meditation and I was just going, whoa, this is sweet, man. It's just like quiet. I didn't realize he was changing guitars up. Because I can't see him this way anyways. But be that as it may, it was just a sweet time of worship. Just being able to to just worship. And then that new song was just epic. I can't wait until I can sing it with my eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> Do a little verse for it. Huh? Do a little verse for us. <laughs> Shining on my. See, I could sing. I could sing. Oh, yeah, can. I can, right? <laughs> you <a> jerk. Okay, <laughs> I was doing that in the office before we came out of here. I was just like rocking and it's like, Whoa, and I don't even know how to play guitar. But be that as it may, let's just, let's get serious. It's church. Come on. Um, no, turn if you will. To the Gospel of Matthew this morning. As we continue our series that we started last week, King Jesus, somebody told me, it's like, oh, we started a new book today? It's like, no, we started it last week. Should have been here. (laughs) But be that as it may, um, if you weren't here last week, we had the the whole introduction of the Gospel of Matthew. And so you can go on our website and you could relive it uh, somewhat. Um, You could hear the intro for it. But uh, the Gospel of Matthew um, started off with a genealogy. The genealogy of Jesus Christ as the son of David and as the son of Abraham. Now many in that time could have probably gone back in their own genealogy and, and had somewhat of a basic genealogy going back to David and and, and Abraham through the you know, different lineages or the same lineage, you probably could have made your way back to, Dave, uh, to, to David and to Abraham. But Matthew, he makes a claim at the end of verse 16 as he's finishing it up, and he makes the claim that this Jesus was called the Christ, the sent one, the Messiah. You can't just go around making that claim. Now, I'm sure others could make that same claim, but there has to be something that's different because you can make claims all day long. I can make claims all day long about who I am or who I want to be. But it doesn't necessarily make it true. And so, so Matthew makes this claim that he is the Christ. He is the sent one. And this morning is what we're going to look at that proves that he's different from everybody else that could ever make that claim if they wanted to make a claim like that. When we get to the point in the genealogy as we did last week, To verse 16 as where it says, And Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. There is an expression that changes there that is very, very important as we went through the whole genealogy. Everybody was begotten, begot, begot, begot. But when we get to this point, the expression changes to where Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom whom was born Jesus. So again, it's no longer begot, but the husband of whom was born Jesus. Because you see, Jesus was not begotten by natural generation. In other words, Joseph was not the biological father. Someone that was begotten by natural generation could never have been the Christ, ever. Because the word Christ means anointed, the anointed, which is a Greek form of the Hebrew word Messiah. And the Messiah was the one that was promised by God to come and to save man from their sin. You see, God's promised, God promised Abraham that the whole earth would be blessed through him, through his seed. He promised David that his throne would be established forever. And Jesus would be the fulfillment of that promise and whenever you go to the old testament and you look at the promises the covenants that he made like with abraham and with david they were talking about the messiah that would come through their lineage but it wouldn't just be anybody it had to be someone that 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 god that god had promised prepared that would he would send And so Matthew chapter 1, beginning of verse 18 to the end of the chapter there. He says, now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with children child. And bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took to him his wife, and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son. And he called his name Jesus. Father, even as we read your word right now, Lord, I thank you for that privilege to be able to read it in front of my brothers and sisters. I pray that, God, you would bless your word, that you would help me in the delivering of your word and this message, Lord. Be with us now, we ask in Jesus' name, amen. So as we go back to verse 18 and start off there, <coughs> earth. Jesus was as follows. Now the birth of Jesus took place under some pretty crazy circumstances. Now and by crazy I mean some pretty interesting and miraculous circumstances. Now the birth itself was pretty normal and uneventful except for the fact that it was prophesied that he would be born in, in, in Bethlehem. And also at the time of the birth, when it was going to be, he was going to be born, some angel appeared to some shepherds and told them where to go because there was a birth taking place. Oh, and by the way, there was also a heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill will. Towards man. Other than that, it was just a pretty normal birth. On the other hand, <laughs> the conception of Jesus <laughs> was pretty crazy. And by crazy, I mean interesting and miraculous. It was crazy in that sense. And that's what we will, we will be looking at this morning. Now, I did think, I should just save this message for Christmas Day, because it falls on Sunday. I'll skip it and then come back, but I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go straight through. Maybe we'll revisit it in, on Christmas Day. But be that as it may, just thought I'd let you know that this is pretty interesting and miraculous because this is what sets Jesus apart from anyone and everyone, so that he can be claimed or go, you know, have that claim that he is. The Messiah, the sent one, the Christ. This is what sets him apart from everybody else. And that's why Matthew makes the claim that he makes. You see, if he was going to say that Jesus is the Christ, the anointed one, the sent one, the long-awaited Messiah, then he better have, um, or, or you better have or expect, I would say, a miracle somewhere in the mix. Something ought to be different than just the regular conception that normally happens. Because this is out of the ordinary, what we just read. Truly out of the ordinary. It says, after his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph. And this is where it could get messy and complicated. <clears throat> this is where it gets out of the ordinary. This is where God is about to interrupt all of mankind forever. God, God intervenes at this point because now it's time. Throughout all of history, God decided that it would be at this time that, that he, would, he would interrupt mankind and send his son into the world. But he couldn't just send his son and, and his, all of a sudden he shows up out of nowhere walking out of the woods as like, hey, I'm the Messiah, you know. Um, I mean, that would have been pretty am- amazing too, but the fact that he, he decided, no, it will look like it will happen through normal processes, he will, re- he will be born just like every other human because he would be human. At the same time, he would be God because of this miracle that is taking place, because of all of this, but it gets messy and it gets complicated. Now, in this day and age, it might not be such a big deal because we hear about things like this often, that young girls are found with child. And, and even people that, that are a little bit older and they're engaged and then they mess up and then they, 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 you know, it's like, man, it gets complicated. And so we look at things and we're going, that's not a big deal that some girl would turn up pregnant. Well, it was a big deal back then, and I still think that it's a big deal today. I really do, because God still thinks it's a big deal today. He really does. The word betrothed is not a word that we use commonly or or often around here. But according to the Strong's Concordance in the Greek, it means to give a souvenir. Engagement present, i.e. betrothed, espoused. From the Thayer's Greek lexicon, it puts it this way, to woo her and ask her in marriage. In other words, the word betrothed means that they have gotten engaged, that there is a commitment, there is a promise that this man is going to marry this woman. They are now engaged. It's more serious. As it would be in this day and age. It becomes more serious when you... When you become engaged in that way. But in the culture back then. A couple that was going to get married. They would be engaged for about a year. And in that time frame. They would be called husband and wife. But at the same time they would be called husband and wife. They would not be together. Together. It would be before they came together. Before they had any other kind of... Because they wouldn't live together. But they would be called husband and wife. But they would not be having sexual relationships with each other. If it were otherwise, that would be punishable by death in some circumstances. Now in this betrothal time... It was a time to show their commitment to one another, to each other, and their faithfulness to one another. Again, the marriages back then were, were arranged marriages. I know some of you parents want to go back to that. It might not be a bad thing. Maybe not. <laughs> if we can pick spouses, if you could pick spouses. And in this time of betrothal, it was a time for them to get to know each other as well. And hopefully at the end of this time, there might be some love attached to it. And uh, hopefully, you know, they, it, w- it would be that. But it says, before they came together, and that is an important statement here. Because it is telling us, that, that nothing had ever happened between these two, between Mary and Joseph. Nothing shady had happened. Nothing like that. They were on the right track. They were doing everything that the law required them to do. They were on the up and up. No hanky-panky. No nothing like that. Pure and blameless. And then it says, Before they came together, she was found with child. <laughs> she was found with child. Oh. This is where it gets complicated. Kind of messy, if you will. We know from Luke's gospel that the angel had come to Mary beforehand... Before Joseph found out, before she was found with child, he had already come to her and told her what would be happening and how it would happen. Now, I don't know if she told Joseph after seeing the angel. I'm assuming she did. I mean, you see an angel, something crazy like that happens. You're going to tell somebody. I I would think that. But I don't know if she did or not. It doesn't tell us that she had let him know. And how would he know for sure until she was found with child, until something is showing? I don't know. I don't know if they talked about womanly stuff back then the way they so freely talk about it now. But how would he know until something's up? <laughs> something's showing there, buddy. It says, then Joseph, her husband, being a just man. Joseph was a just, righteous, and upright man. I don't know how old Joseph was at this time. He was probably in his 20s, more than likely. And Joseph knows what's up, what's happened, and what has not happened between them two. He knows that for sure. I can guarantee you. He knows nothing has ever happened between us. As far as them coming together or not, he knew that. He has carried himself in an upright manner. And he could believe her or not believe her in this situation. That now something is up. She looks with child. She looks pregnant somewhat. Or she tells him, hey, I am with child. Or however the case is. And she says, oh, and by the way, it's of the Holy Spirit. Now, he could believe her or not. How could he know whether it's from the Holy Spirit or some other guy? She's just trying to protect the other guy. How would he, how would he know? And again, this is where it kind of gets complicated and messy because he, he, hasn't been, he, hasn't, he hasn't heard from God yet. He has every right at this moment when she says, Oh, I am with child and it is of the Holy Spirit. How do you prove that? How do you prove that? They didn't didn't have test things. They didn't have the DNA stuff. They didn't know. So at that point, he has every right to put her away. And that phrase, to put away, means to free fully, i.e. literally, relieve, release, dismiss, reflectively depart, or figuratively let die, pardon, or especially divorce. This is all from the Strong's Concordance. In other words, he can divorce her. In that time frame, when you are betrothed, engaged, and you decided, "Ah, I don't think it's going to work out. You can't just like, hey, let's just go our separate ways. Nothing. Nothing's happened. No, you had to get a, a certificate of divorcement. If you wanted to break off a betrothal. And what normally would happen. In the case that she came up pregnant. (laughs) He would take her back to her father. And her father would would take her before the elders of the city. And they had every right to stone her to death. According to uh, to, uh, Deuteronomy. Every right to do this. Again how would they know. She's been told by this angel, and she could say it all day long. No, there was an angel that appeared to me as like... Again, God has been silent for about 400 years. And all of a sudden you're telling me that God spoke to you, young lady? And He didn't speak to the priests? Those who run the temple? Come on! No, really, an angel showed up He gave me his name, Gabriel. It's like, oh, an angel. Gabriel. Again, it just kind of, again, we have history here. We know the story. Joseph didn't have that privilege. But it says in the Amplified about Joseph being a just and upright man, not willing to expose her publicly and to shame and disgrace her decided to repudiate and dismiss, divorce her quietly and secretly. I love the way the Amplified puts that. It just shows us, once again, how much this man was a just and upright kind of guy. What kind of man he was. He had every right to to just shame her and do whatever he wants, but he's going, (sighs) So, so it's almost like, man, Joseph loved Mary. He truly loved this, this young lady. And knowing that he has every right to do something like that, he decides, I don't want to make a public, a public spectacle of her. I, I don't want this stigma to follow her. I'll just put her away secretly. I, I will just take care of it under the table, basically. Kind of, let's just, let's just cover this up a little bit. And, and I don't think it's in a bad way. I think he just wants to protect her. But in protecting her in this sense, and people beginning to talk, he, he himself would be ridiculed for not dealing with her the way the law said that he should or could deal with her. And I love the fact that Jesus or that, that Joseph is a picture of Jesus in this, in this whole thing right here. As we could look at this, and as much justice as he could have shown her, giving her what she deserved, his heart was to show mercy and grace. Not giving her what deserved, he des- she deserved. Giving her what she didn't deserve. Instead, grace. Again, we have history on our side. We have the whole scoop here. Joseph didn't have that. Joseph only had her word. And her word is that this child is of, by, and through the Holy Spirit. And so not knowing exactly who this baby is from, he desires to cover her shame. Again, we all know it's like she's innocent. Come on. Back then they didn't know that. And I think oftentimes when 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 we even willfully sin and, and, and our lives get messy and complicated. Jesus, I know there's consequences. But oftentimes, Jesus doesn't give us justice. He doesn't give us just what we deserve. He shows us mercy and he shows us grace, doesn't he? When our lives are complicated and messy and people are already beginning to talk and look at you differently and and God's going, but I still love you. Here, let let me take some of that shame with you. Let me be the one that covers this up for you. And, and Matthew or, 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 or Joseph he kind of takes on that responsibility because in verse 20 it tells us here but while he thought about these things behold an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying Joseph son of David do not be afraid to take to you Mary your wife for that which is conceived of her is of by and through The Holy Spirit. (laughs) I am sure that at this time, if she is already looking like she is with child, parents know about it, siblings know about it, relatives know about it. (laughs) I could almost guarantee you that people are already looking at her going, hmm, hmm. And I'm sure Joseph is hearing it from all sides. And I am so glad that he does not fly off the handle. I'm so glad that he doesn't react irrationally in the situation. Because it tells us here that while he thought about these things, being a righteous man, a just man that he, that he was, it allowed him to think, to ponder, to consider, to reflect on the situation. Instead of just just doing what the law said he could do. You see, wisdom gave him that opportunity to think about it. And I think it's wisdom for us. When situations arise in our lives or when we're confronted with messy and complicated issues, that we would not just fly off the handle. That we would not begin to act irrational as it's so easy to do. But that we would be able to think about, ponder, consider, and reflect upon these kinds of things. Given his character that is portrayed here, I have no doubt that he sought the Lord in this manner, or for this matter. And the Lord was faithful to reveal to him What is happening and what is going on? And I think oftentimes when we seek the Lord in situations of our lives, when it's messy and complicated, and and we're faced with certain things, that if we just seek the Lord, ask Him for direction, He will give us the wisdom and the understanding how to deal with things a lot better than just flying off the handle. Because we are faced with many, many of these kinds of situations. And, and, and the question that I had was, well, but why didn't the Lord maybe reveal it to him first before he revealed it to Mary? Or why wasn't it just simultaneously you have many angels that you could have done this and both come together? It's like, did you see an angel? I saw an angel, blah, blah. blah. And, and it would have been no big deal. But I'm thinking, why didn't he reveal it to him earlier? And maybe, just maybe, so that we can have an example like this before us today on, on how we are to react to hard and messy situations, difficult situations that come our way and that we come across. Again, because when we read scripture and we're reading a Christmas story, ah, oh, Zeke, just, just, just tell us about the baby Jesus. No, there's lessons to be learned. Even from a man like Joseph, who was put in this situation. He has a, he has a difficult decision to make before him. Does he believe her or not? And yet he, he ponders, he thinks about it. He doesn't fly off the handle, and he asks the Lord. I'm assuming he asks the Lord, or however it was, but the Lord revealed it to him. This is what you ought to do. This is how you ought to do it. Now he could have woke up in the morning going, man, that pizza I had last night was crazy. I shouldn't eat those crazy things because I had this crazy dream about this angel showing up and telling me to take that woman as my wife. No. He takes it to heart. This angel shows up He shows up and and reveals this to her. Now we know from Luke's Luke's gospel that it was the angel Gabriel that had showed up to Mary. But we don't know if that's the same one that showed up to to Joseph. It's quite possible. He, he, He was one of those types of angels that had messages like that. And the message that this angel gives Joseph is do not be afraid to take her to be your wife. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to go on with, with what the plans that you had to take her as your wife. And he lets her know. He lets him know what was happening. Now it's not just Mary's word. Not that he didn't believe her. I, I don't know. I'm just thinking. But I'm sure it was hard for him to believe that something like this ha- would happen. Because it had never happened before. And he didn't know that. He didn't know if it had happened to some person that he never knew about. But in his life, in his world, in his arena. this Something like this had never happened before. Not only had Joseph wanted to show mercy and grace to Mary. Now he was going to be able to act upon that. Because God had revealed to him that that is exactly what he wanted him to show her. Don't be afraid. Go on and take her as your wife. That's exactly what he did. And even, this conce- even though this conception was so far fetched, he was convinced of it. And he would travel this road with her. He would protect her. And again, now we know that even Jesus had to deal with this whole stigma that Joseph was not his father throughout his life. And can you imagine what Mary had to go through? Can you imagine what Joseph had to go through? Of saying, you took this kid as your own? He's not even yours. You don't even know. And I'm sure they were talking about all this stuff. In Luke's gospel, this is the way it comes across to Mary. In Luke chapter 1, verses 34 to 37, it says, Then Mary said to the angel, as the angel had showed up to her, we're in in, uh, Luke 1, 34. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also, the Holy Spirit, or the Holy One, who is to be born, will be called the Son of God. And then he says this to her. Indeed, your, uh, indeed Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. And again, in in, in Luke's gospel, it gives us a little bit more information of what's going on. And Elizabeth was an old lady and wasn't supposed to ever have a kid. And you guys know the story. But he's reminding her, I am doing a work here. Not only doing a work in your life, but I'm doing a work in that person's life over there. God was beginning to act. He was beginning to inter- interrupt and intervene in this situation, in, in our lives. This, is, uh, this, this whole thing that we're covering here is what's known as the doctrine of the immaculate conception. The virgin birth. And it is one of the major doctrines that we have as a church and as Christians. Without the the, the virgin birth, it's just another guy claiming to be somebody. You see, the virgin birth is vital. Oh, you can throw throw away some of the secondary doctrines or, or dogmas and stuff like that that we might have. But this was not one of those things that as a Christian, we don't adhere to or believe. And I know that there would be some people that's like, "Eh, that's just so far-fetched. Well, it should be (laughs) far-fetched because it's a miracle. It's something that just doesn't happen naturally. In other words, there is nobody else involved in this situation except the power of God and the miracle that Jesus would take on human flesh and become a man And at the same time, still maintain his deity as God. This was powerful. What was going on? And then it says in verse 21 and she shall bring forth a son. And she shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Now, notice in most Bibles, in your King James, if you have a new King James. Notice that the name Jesus is all in capital letters here. Even the small letters would be in caps. In, in most translations, if it's not that, like that, there's probably a, a little footnote or asterisk next to that to tell you that there's a difference here in that name that is being proclaimed here in verse 21 and in verse 25. Jesus. The way that Jesus is presented here in capital letters, is the Greek form of the Hebrew name Joshua. Meaning, Jehovah is salvation. It's, it's a huge word here. It's not just your normal Jesus, you know, Jesus. This is, this is different, the way it's, it's put here, the way it's presented here. Now, many were named Jesus in that day, but they were not called the Christ. They did not have or they were not mighty to save like this Jesus would be. This Jesus and the way that it is presented is, is, is equal to the Old Testament word for God, Lord. Where you have Lord in all caps, you know, small letters that look caps as well those things, again, it is referring to Jehovah or Yahweh from from the verb to be meaning simply but very profoundly I am who I am. I will be who I will be. It is the same name that God told Moses at the burning bush when he says, what is your name? And he says, I am that I am. I am Jehovah. I am what you need me to be in that sense. I am everything. And that is what this name represents here in verse 21 and in verse 25. When he says, And you shall call him Jehovah, or Joshua, or Jehovah is salvation. This is no ordinary birth and no ordinary child. That is going to be born. This is the birth of the king. The son of David. King Jesus. And his kingdom will be established forever and ever. Just like he had promised. David. King David. Again the genealogy that we covered last week. Kind of proves that he is from Abraham. But this portion right here proves that he is of the lineage of David, and he will sit on the throne forever and ever. That was the promise that he had given him. It says, for he will save his people from their sins. This Jesus is salvation. As in Acts 4, 12 says, nor is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. It is only through this name of Jesus that we can be saved. Verse 22, 22 and 23 says, Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled. And that phrase that it might be fulfilled, we will see that phrase at least... 10 times in the gospel of Matthew because Matthew is writing to the Jews and he uses a lot of the OT to, to get their attention. He, he quotes the Old Testament often just to get, get that, their attention. Now, now Matthew quotes in verse 23, Behold, a, child, a virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. And Matthew is quoting Isaiah 7.14 which is a prophecy that was declared 700 years earlier to King Ahaz and to the people of Judah. It was an immediate fulfillment, or there was an immediate fulfillment of that prophecy in chapter 8 of Isaiah. And it was concerning Isaiah's second son by his second wife. Now the word virgin means young woman. And that was the case with Isaiah's second wife. She was a virgin, a young woman, when he married her. But she conceived through the natural process of intercourse. And she was not a virgin after that. But Matthew quotes Isaiah 7.14 with the ultimate fulfillment of that prophecy that a virgin... Not just a young woman, but a virgin, and Mary was that. It is believed that Mary was a young woman. She was probably 15, 16 years old. And that was not out of the ordinary that a young woman would be marrying at that age. But she was a virgin indeed. And she stayed a virgin even after that conception. You see, she would conceive this child through a supernatural process that did not involve intercourse. It says, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. Th- this child was to be called Emmanuel. But you, we, we never refer to Jesus as Emmanuel. You'll never see that name, him called that. You see, this name would be Character, a characterization of who He is, God, and what He would do be with us. So in this first chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, we have the fulfilled promises that God made to Abraham and David. We have Jesus, who is the Savior, who is the Christ, who is God with us. Jesus is his name, Christ is his title, and Emmanuel is his character. Philippians 2 9 through 11 says, Therefore God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, those in heaven and those on earth, and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. It's just not your typical normal name. Oh, many were called by that, but this Jesus is different than all the rest. And that is the case that Matthew is making here. And so in these final verses where it says, and Joseph was aroused out of his sleep and did as the the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took to him his wife and did not know her. Till she brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. Again, Joseph, a just man, did what the Lord told him to do and he took her as his wife. And in taking her to be his wife, before the year of, of engagement was up, was out of the ordinary. But he took her in. But this is no ordinary situation. This is no ordinary conception. This is no ordinary child. And it says, and he did not know her. He did not consummate the marriage until Jesus was born. There are some that believe that Mary was and still is a perpetual virgin. But we are told here that she was a virgin till she had brought forth her firstborn son Mary and Joseph had other children we know that from the gospels it tells us that she found favor with god it tells us that she was chosen for a very special plan and we should honor her but not worship her. Now, I come from a Catholic background, and so I understand this whole thing. Early on, when I got saved, I had many, many arguments over this, the Virgin Mary, and they were not helpful. I I, I have learned throughout the years that when the question comes up that Somebody, especially a family or a relative or somebody, oh, you don't believe in the Virgin Mary. I have, I have been able to come back and say, oh no, I totally believe in the Virgin Mary. And they look at me like, no, you guys usually bash us for that. I said, no, I believe in the Virgin Mary. Let me, let me show you in scripture why I honor her. Why she is a special woman. Let me, let me show you where you get your Hell Mary from. <laughs> Let me show you where you can read part of that. And I show them things like this, that no, she had children after. They didn't know, she didn't stay a virgin. So I, I, again, the argument has changed and I really hate to argue with it anymore. But I know that there are so many people that, that have that, that thing and, and we get into fights about it. It's like, no, man, we believe in the Virgin Mary. That is one of our major doctrines. That there is a Virgin Mary. But we don't have to get in fights over it. Learn learn your word. Learn to battle with the word in that sense. Not to cut off their ears. But to slice their heart with the sword of the spirit. Amen? Now, it could be said that someone, you know, somebody would say, Well, I can understand that God was with those people in those days when Jesus was born. And lived on the earth. But how can he be Emmanuel to us today? You know the fact is that Jesus was born and he lived among his people. He was Emmanuel to them. Because he was with them. But while he was alive or while he lived. He told the disciples that he would die and that he would rise again from the dead. And that he would be leaving to the father. But he told them that he would not leave them as orphans. He would never abandon them. And he would still be Emmanuel with or for all generations. And when you read through the Gospel of John, verses in chapter 14 especially, we can understand everything about what Jesus says through the Holy Spirit and how Jesus continues to be Emmanuel to us or with us through the Holy Spirit, whom he said will be with you always. And at the end of the Gospel of Matthew, he says, And I will be with you even to the end of the age. And so he is still Emmanuel with us through the Holy Spirit. Now I know that it might not be as personal as it was when when the disciples were around him and God was with them face to face. And even though he was among them in the physical sense, he could only be at one place at one time. Oh, he was still Emmanuel to them. But today, because of the Holy Spirit, he can be Emmanuel to us every direction we go to. He's Emmanuel with you, with you, and with you. He will always be Emmanuel. We see the power and the miracle of the Holy Spirit in the lives of Mary and Joseph. And it is the same power, the same power, that God was able to do this that is accessible to you and I today. It is the same power. And as I was looking at that and thinking about that, I'm going, man, Lord, can you imagine what was going on then? They didn't have history. They didn't, he didn't know. Joseph didn't know what we know about the story at that moment. Just like you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Just like you don't know. But God is with you. He is Emmanuel today he will take care of you today tomorrow hasn't even gotten here we'll worry about tomorrow when tomorrow gets here and he will be Emmanuel with us tomorrow amen Amen. let's pray let's stand as we pray father what a blessing it is to be able to read through the gospel of Matthew right now Lord to be able to see once again Lord God the power and the miracle Lord going through these gospels Lord God Lord, I know that, God, you will reveal yourself to us in powerful ways, Lord. I pray that you would just help me to do justice, Lord, to share it with my brothers and sisters. Not to hurry things up, Lord God, but to just be thorough in in, in what your word says to us. And, Lord, we just want to thank you so much for being Emmanuel, for being God with us. Thank you that you sent Jesus, Lord. That he is salvation and he will come and he has come to save us from our sin. Bless you. Thank you. We cannot thank you enough for saving us from our sins, Lord God. Thank you so much. the so Father, as we stand before you, Lord, and I, 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 and you guys know, man, week after week, I, I don't know who is here, who's new, who's new here, who, who's been here but hasn't accepted the Lord, but Jesus came to save you from your sin. He came so that He could be with you and in you and upon you. And so if you're here this morning and you need Jesus, man, you you, you just read the Christmas story, or we just read the Christmas story. And what a miracle of how He was conceived. And in that, He wants to show His power to you. And so if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus, just raise your hand so where I could see. I just want to pray for you. I don't know where you're at with God. If you've been far away from God that you can't even call yourself a Christian anymore, but today you're going, man, I needed to hear that story. If you're here this morning, man, just raise your hand so I can see it. I just want to pray for you. If 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 there's nobody here like that, or you're just too embarrassed to do that, come and see me afterwards in the foyer. We have people up here that want to pray for you. Don't be embarrassed. God wants to be Emmanuel. He wants to be with you everywhere you go. Amen. Father, thank you so much once again for just sending Jesus into our lives. Lord, if there is anyone who, who really is just battling right now, they wanted to raise their hand, and they didn't touch them right now. Lord, show them how much you love them. Come upon them, Lord. Reveal yourself in a powerful way. But help my brothers and sisters, Lord God. As as they go their different ways to remember that you are with them. You are Emmanuel. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.